This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. Happy New Year. Good to see all of you made it here. Glad to have you. If you're a guest, we welcome you. Watching on live stream, we welcome you. If you need a Bible, get your hand up real high. I'm going to have you go to a place you probably hadn't been much, the book of Micah. Micah chapter 7, way back in the Old Testament. And so we're going to talk a lot about prayer and a little bit about fasting. And before we get there, I, I want to share this verse. And again, you're going to Micah 7. So back in October, I'm in my everyday reading. And I come across this passage here in Micah 7. And, and I encourage you to do this, that when you read your Bible, make sure you have a pen and a journal or a piece of paper by you, because sometimes the Word of God will just come off that page. Well, this is what happened. So I noted and I put, I, I need to study Micah 7. So that was in uh, probably about the third week of October. If you remember in early November, we had the Jewish man, Haim from Galilee with us, and he was in my office one day, and we were just talking about the, the way our society is going right now. And he looked at me and he said, you want to know how our society is going right now? And I said, yeah. And he said, just read Micah chapter 7. And I looked at him and I said, what'd you say? And he said, Micah chapter 7. Now, what I found out about this, this Jewish man, that he believes strong, strong, strongly in the Old Testament prophets, that their prophecies have to come to being. And he said this to me. He said, if you look at the Lord Jesus, he quoted over and over the Old Testament prophets. So I said to him when he said, read Micah 7, I said, Look at that sticky note on the top of my desk. And it said, study Micah 7. And so this is where we begin 2023. Micah 7, verse number one. Woe is me, or to a degree, this is what I see. For I am like those who gather summer fruits, like those who glean vintage grapes, but there is no cluster to eat, of the first ripe fruit which my soul desires. Now it's interesting here, he said, I, I go to the garden, I go to the vineyard, but I come back empty handed. Now in verse one, he used the word that really caught my eye. He said at the end of it, he said, of the first ripe fruit which my soul desires. Not my flesh, but my soul desires. So he's in a state that he doesn't like where he's at. He doesn't like what's taking place with him. Why? Verse 2. The faithful man has perished from the earth. The godly man. And there is no one upright among men. They've vanished. They, they've perished. They're extinct. And so what he's doing right here, he's looking for the evidence of a loyal of godly character, but he finds none. The end of verse two, they all wait for blood. Murder has become a thing of the land. It's become a way of our land. 
And every man hunts his brother with a net. They set traps. That they may successfully do evil. That man becomes experts in doing evil. With both hands. They're skilled at doing evil. Now listen real close to verse 3. The prince asks for gifts. Who's the prince? It's the rulers. It's the high-ranking government officials, not just in our land, but it's universal. The judge seeks a bribe, and the judge is the one who has the ability to rule on this or this. He goes on to say, and great man, he utters his evil desires. When you see the word great man, he's talking about rich men. The rich men of the world who have the ability to influence what takes place in our world. Now listen to the end of verse 3. So they scheme together. The leaders, the judges, and the rich men, they scheme or they influence together. Verse 4. The best of them is like a briar, and the, uh, the most upright is sharper than a thorn hedge. The day of your watchman. Now, when you see the word watchman, it has two meanings. One, that of the prophet, or that of a man or a woman of prayer. The watchman, and your punishment comes. Better yet, what he's talking about here is was one of the righteous prophets, they begin to predict punishment. And he says, your watchman and your punishment comes, now shall be their perplexity. So what he's talking about here, this day of reckoning will surprise those who reject the prophet's warnings and they will be perplexed. Stay with the word of God. Stay with the things of God. Verse 5. Do not trust in a friend. Do not put your confidence in a companion. Better stated here, neighborhoods and families, they are falling to pieces. We're seeing this. Guard the doors of your mouth from her who lies in your bosom. Now, when I get ready to dive in here to verse 6, every bit of this that he, he speaks here, the prophet Micah, the Lord Jesus highlighted it in Matthew 10, verses 35 and verse 36. Now, look what he says. For son will dishonor his father. Daughter will rise against her mother, daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and a man's enemies are the men of his own household. So when you look at what he's talking about, his, his emphasis was on the division of the family, and the reason the division was, was according to how people in your household respond to Jesus. Now, don't raise your hand on this. But how many ever we see in this right now? When you stand up for Jesus, get ready. 
But you know, I, I believe this with all my heart. I would rather live by the word of God than mankind. And we're at a crossroads here where you're going to have a choice where the Bible doesn't change, but mankind thinks the Bible changes. And mankind thinks that we can override the word of God. So here Mike is perplexed by everything that's going on. And this is like despair. This is like gloom. And I'm reading and I'm saying, but where's the good part of this? Verse 7. Therefore, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. And my God will hear me. Now this right here, these, these three statements here, were Micah's creed for times of crisis. And he's talking here they should make specific with what vision, attitude, and the faith of a believer should be. Stay with the things of God. Hang on to, to, to Micah 7 verse 7. And I believe with all my heart that 2023 will be a year of liberty. I believe it'll be a year people will walk in freedom unlike any time in their lives. So, with that thought, we go to the book of Joshua chapter 5. Joshua chapter 5, I'm going to hit really, really hard, not only this week, but the upcoming weeks on prayer. I'm telling you, I, I've had such an emphasis in my heart on prayer for a couple months now. And so I'm, I'm preparing for all this. And I, I wonder how many promises and blessings me and you are walking in right now because of the prayers of a great, great grandfather or grandmother. We may not know anything about them, but their prayers, their whispers to God are impacting us. How many blessings and promises are you walking in because of a grandmother, a mother? How many blessings and promises are we walking in because of an uncle or an aunt or someone that loved us that didn't quit praying? Re remember this, this thought here this morning. The old timers used to say, we gotta pray through. We gotta pray through. You know what that means? We pray until we see results. We pray as long as we're on the face of the earth. So we look at a man named Abraham. Abraham, the Lord gave him promises. And he said, your descendants will be like the sand on the seashore. Do you know he didn't witness that? He didn't witness that fully. But God gave him a promise. And Abraham never got off of that promise. And I look at a man named Moses Moses was told, I'm going to send you to a land that flows with milk and honey. But Moses never got to go in. But he never quit serving God. And because he didn't quit serving God, Joshua and the descendants after him, they reaped the blessings of a land flowing with milk and honey. So I just, just, just pause just for a second. Who in your life their prayers are still availing for you. And, and I think God's saying here today, let, let that get on you. That I may not walk in all the promises and the blessings that God has, but you know what? I'm good that my children and my grandchildren and all them, they walk in that. 
So we begin here. Joshua chapter 5, verse 1. So it was when all the kings of the Amorites were on the west side of the Jordan and all the kings of the Canaanites were by the sea. They heard the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan from before the children of Israel until we'd crossed over. That their hearts melted and there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of Israel. So they're getting word on what God's doing. And all these ungodly folk, are they're freaking out like, oh no, what's going to happen? Verse 2. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, make flint knives for yourselves and circumcise the sons of Israel again the second time. Now, this is a head scratcher to Joshua. Lord, you want me to do what? And so when you read the word circumcision here, this was a sign of the covenant that God created between him and Abraham. But what's going on here, it had been suspended for 40 years. The reason it had been suspended for 40 years was two things. Number one, apathy. Complacency. A better word for apathy is lukewarm. The second one was a word called disobedience. So God here is telling the Israelites, before you cross into the promised land, you better get your heart right. Do you have apathy today? If I had to ask you to, to give yourself a grade on where you're at spiritually, what grade would you get? And I believe here, as we start a new year, God's designed us. And if I got apathy in my life, I've got to deal with that. If I've been lukewarm, I've got to deal with it. I've got to make a choice right now. I'm going to live for God. So as I read about apathy, it's like, I want instant God. I want the blessings of God. I want to walk in the land that flows with milk and honey. But I want to do it on my terms. I want food on my table and I want clothes on my back. But I don't want you to instruct me, God. I, I want to do it my way. Well, what you find out is anytime there's a promise of God, the only way the promise is fulfilled is through obedience. Woo. So we're raising the bar. Is there disobedience in your life right at this moment? Has God put a finger on your disobedience? So when I begin to read all this, I begin to look at a better statement or phrase for circumcision was, God wants to do something in our heart. God wants a change of my heart. Now I'm going to get over on prayer, but I want to talk just a little bit about a fast here. And for years and years, we've started every year with a fast. When you talk about the fast, 
the predominant fast was that of food. I know, man, we've all bellied up to the trough. We've eaten really good the last few weeks. And you're like, a fast? And so there's several different ways you can fast. A full fast is to go without food and only water. Sometimes I would challenge you just to do that for three days. Some of you would say, three days? Don't kid yourself. Just water. That means no coffee. No Dr. Pepper. I'm out. That means no little snack. That, that's nothing. I had a, a guy one year who said, I'm going to go on a 21-day full fast. And I said, have you ever fasted before? And he said, no. And I said, you won't make it. He didn't make it two days. I'm telling you this challenge right now that you go on a fast, whether it's three days, five days, seven days. There's another fast that you can read in the book of Daniel that Daniel went on what we call a Daniel fast that all he had for 10 days was fruits, vegetables, and water. Not easy to do either. But every time I study the fast, it's a tandem that I fast and I pray. And the Lord Jesus said in Matthew 17, 21, he said, there's some things that only happen by prayer and fasting. Now, I'm not telling you just to go without food, but I'm telling you, begin to dig in and say, I'm going to start 2023 differently than I ever have. That I'm going to go on a fast, whether it's three days, five days, or a week. I challenge you to begin to do that. If you've never done that, start and do something and say, Lord, I'm going to purpose to get in the word of God. I'm going to purpose to pray like I've never done. And you watch what will begin to happen. So I'm reading this story about two weeks ago. And there's a man of God who goes to this church to preach. And he goes in and he preaches and he just knows God wants to move. But nothing happens. He's mad. He's not happy. He's like, God, what happened? He goes back to the same church three months later and he said the presence of the Lord was so strong. He said there was a move of God that was incredible and so he asked the pastor, he said, what's happened since I was here three months ago? And he said, I gotta tell you. He said, the last time you were here, he said, I knew God wanted to move but nothing happened. And he said, when God doesn't move, it's not God's problem, it's man's. So he said, I begin to challenge the people of the church. We're going to go on a week-long fast. And he said, but this week, what we're going to do, one week we'll fast food. The next week, we're going to completely change. And it kind of goes with the video. And he said, I challenge the people to say, see if you can go on a five-day fast from TV. Would that be difficult for any of you? You can be honest, okay? Especially with football. I mean, the NFL playoffs are coming up. Huh? You can't be serious. And then he began to challenge more. And he said, let's fast social media. You can't be serious. 
I can't go a day without Facebook. You cut me, I bleed Facebook. And then he challenged others and said, what about you that are hooked on video games? Now that hurt, pastor. So he challenged the people of his church and he said, let's fast and pray from all the clutter in our lives. Anybody in here got clutter? Yes, I'm gonna answer that for every one of us. We have clutter. I don't have clutter. Yeah, you do. You're extremely deceived is your problem. You got clutter. So you know what he said? He said, I had a pack of teenagers that they bound together and they said, we're gonna fast social media and we're gonna pray and we're gonna read our Bibles and we're gonna believe God's, God's gonna move. And he said, everything that you're seeing take place in our church was instituted by a bunch of teenagers. And he said, because their passion to say, we wanna move a God, he said it moved in their parents. So what would happen in 2023, if one week, maybe longer, you fasted food? And what if we jump to the next week and we fasted the areas of my life, all the clutter, and some of you, you may have to go the whole month of January because you're so cluttered. I'm not God, okay? I'm not telling you what to do in those lines. You just follow your heart. But this is what he was telling Joshua. They, they've got apathy. They've got disobedience in their life. Same chapter. Verse number eight. So it was when they had finished circumcising all the people. Interesting word there. All Huh, you know what that tells me? They all had clutter. All the people, and they stayed in their places in the camp till they were healed. Verse nine, then the Lord said to Joshua this day, I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Now, when you see the reproach of Egypt, or the reproach of Egypt in their lives, this, this literally meant they cut all ties with that old slave to sin. It literally has the meaning here. Their bondage was completely removed. I rolled away the reproach. So better stated here, this is easy to understand in these terms here. God got them back into alignment. And he rolled away their sin their shame and their disgrace. And in all this right here, he got their hearts lined back up with him. John 8, 34. I'm no longer a slave to sin. I don't have to live that way. Verse 13, same chapter. So it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked and behold, a man stood opposite him with the sword drawn. So remember, they crossed the Jordan River. The first city they're going to go into is Jericho. He sees Jericho, and he sees who he thinks is a man with a sword drawn. 
Now you see someone standing on your front door, your steps with a sword drawn. What does that say to you? And I, I, I better get ready. This, this guy shows up un, unannounced with a sword in his hand. Keep reading, verse 13. And Joshua went to him and said, are you for us or for our adversaries? Are you for us or are you against us? Who are you for? Verse 14. So he said, no, neither, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Ooh, he's having encounters of a God kind. So God shows up with this high-ranking angel. Does God still do that? He does. Many of you have entertained angels and you were unaware of it. I believe that still happens. I believe it'll happen more and more to the, come, the second coming of Jesus. So he says, I have now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and he worshiped and he said to him. Now, when he falls on his face before him, you know what this is? I believe this is the fear of the Lord. I, I believe he bows in respect and honor. And he said, what does my Lord say to his servant? How many of you have been here? Could you use a word this year from the Lord for the servant? When I read this, he bows to his knees in respect and honor. He worships. Do you know in that type of atmosphere is how God begins to speak. And so God begins to speak to Joshua. Verse 15. Then the commander of the army said to Joshua, take your sandal off your foot for where the place you stand is holy and Joshua did so. Now, when, when you see he took off his sandal, one translation says it's like taking off a hat out of respect and honor. But there's another form that I believe we've really, really got to highlight right now. When he took off his sandals, it literally meant that he was coming under the authority of God. I'm, I'm standing in the authority you've given me. The reason I highlight that is everything we do in our authority is through the name of Jesus. I encourage you, get under the name of Jesus this year. You pray in the name of Jesus. You rebuke and you bind in the name of Jesus. You you. You pray, I, 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 I walk, I rebuke, I stand, I sit. Everything I do in word or deed, according to Colossians 3.17, I do in the name of Jesus. So we begin to see something take place here. Chapter 6, verse 1. Now Jericho was secretly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, none came in. The city of Jericho is one of the oldest cities in the world. The Canaanites believe it was invincible because of the wall that was around it. There's no way they can get in, but they're sure afraid right here. Verse 2. 
And the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have given Jericho into your hand. See, I have given Jericho into your hand. That's past tense. But they hadn't walked in there yet. So you know what God's telling them? You're going to have to step out and believe by faith. See, I've given Jericho into your hand. There's certain things that God wants to implement into you and me life this year, but I'm going to have to stand by faith. See, I've implemented this. It's king and the mighty men of valor. I believe when we get promises from God, you know what we begin to do? We begin to praise him. We begin to thank him. We begin to pray in those lines right there. Father God, I thank you you've given me Jericho. I, I thank you you've given me those things. Now that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. So Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Now many of you will know this verse. You may want to write this down. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. Huh. So, would anxiety be worry? That's exactly what it is. So, what is the antidote for worry? What is the antidote for anxiety? Be anxious for nothing. Now, listen, listen real close. But in everything, not for everything, but in everything, make your request be made known to God. Prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. So any time that worry comes knocking on your door, is worry or anxiety in your life, is that a call from God to say, hey, start praying. So what would happen as I go through 2023 is every time that worry and anxiety knock on my door, I realize it's a call to pray. So what is prayer? Prayer is communicating with God. Prayer is talking to God. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, with prayer, pray, pray. I want you to get this on your heart. This will be a year, if you don't have a prayer life, you need to get one. Supplication, what supplication? Petition. You know what petition means? Precise. God's not into vague prayers. You, you know, one of the best definitions I can give you for supplication is get real with God. Just talk to God. And then he said, prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. I'm not thankful for the problem, but I'm thankful for the answer. I gotta stay with this. And so when I read this, and the reason I'm highlighting this this year, early year, your Jericho, your wall may look different than the Israelites. But what's the Jericho of your life? What's the wall of your life? It could look different. It could be spelled different. The Jericho of your life right now, it could be, I need healing. I need a job. It could be a zip code. It could be salvation. Is anybody in here standing for salvation for family members right now? 
That could be my Jericho. That could be my wall right now. So again, this can look different for every one of us. So we begin to see something right here that God said, see, I've given this to you. I've got to stay with the promises of God. Verse three, you shall march around the city, all you men of war. You shall go around all the city once. Thus you shall do for six days. Now, can you imagine their looks on their face when they heard that? That's silly. That's dumb. That doesn't make sense. I wonder if some of them didn't look at Joshua and say, he's such a rookie. He he doesn't have a clue. Verse four. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of rams, horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. Now, you would have to be dead or asleep to not recognize all the seven sets of seven. I mean, over and over again, he talks about the the seven priests, the seven chauffeurs, the seven days, the seven circuits. And, And when you look at this, you may say, that's a strange military maneuver. But what do we get out of the seven? How many days did it take God to create the world, the universe? Seven. You know what seven represents? The day of completion. So what happens with the Israelites if they only walk around six days? They forfeit the promise. It stops the miracle that God wants to do. And I highlight that with every one of us today. You're going to have to pray through. You're going to have to praise through. You got to stay with it, okay? Stay with it. Ask God to put that within you that there is not a trace of giving up or quitting within me this year. I'm going to pray and I'm going to pray and I'm going to, we're going to pray through this year. We're going to believe God individually and even as a church. You, you know what I see off of this verse right here? You know what this verse says? That God's promises don't have expiration dates. Ooh, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, God. The perennial prayers of the righteous avail. That's James 5, 16. What would happen if we just believed God this right now? Lord, birth within us, that as we fast and pray, that there would be a heart in me to be a prayer warrior. Unlike any other time in my life. Does anybody have that desire? I have that desire. I have a desire to pray and pray and pray. Verse five. And it shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. And when you hear the sound of the trumpet that all the people will shout with a great shout, then the wall of the city will fall down flat and the people shall go up every man straight before him. This is interesting. So do the walls fall down before we shout? Or do the walls fall down after we shout? We'll read it. So their shout, you know what their shout was? It was a shout of faith. Again, nothing happens until they shout. 
Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Shout unto God with a voice of praise. A year of shout. And I don't know where you're at that you can shout. If you need to come someplace to shout, just come in here. Circle the auditorium the seven times this sanctuary and shout. Father God, I'm standing on your promise and you walk around here and when you get to the seventh one on that promise, you shout and you shout and you continue to shout. Verse 10. Now Joshua had commanded the people saying, you shall not shout or make any noise with your voice nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, shout. Then you shall shout. Why would he tell them that? Because they had, a, they had a history of murmuring unbelief. They destroyed what God wanted them to do and what God wanted them to walk in. How? By this thing called the tongue. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Be careful, little mouth, what you say. And so when facing great challenges, do not permit your, your mouth to speak demoralizing words. Better stated here, refuse to speak doubt and fear and you will keep your, your heart and your mind more inclined to the word of God. Any of you ever have a problem that you speak doubt and unbelief. Around my house, we have a thing that we called it years ago. If my mouth isn't agreeing with the word of God and my mouth isn't speaking positive things, just drop it in neutral. You know what that means? Just shut up. Whatever you do, don't put it in reverse. We don't wanna go backwards, we wanna go forwards or if you can't agree with that, just drop it in neutral. You know, I know sometimes that tattoos are really big to get on the first day of every new year. You want to put a tattoo on, you put on James 1.19. What's that say, pastor? Be swift to hear and slow to speak. Maybe that ought to be a, a, a scripture from grace me today, Lord, to be swift to hear. Slow to speak. You know why? Oftentimes, the very promises that God wants to bless us with are negated, and they're negated one inch below your nose. My tongue. I, I believe this this year. Be careful with your words. Be very careful with what you say. And I end this morning in verse number 16. And the seventh time it happened when the priest blew the trumpets that Joshua said to the people, shout, for the Lord has given you the city. God gave them promises, but they had to be involved with the process. And, and when I read these right here, does your faith this morning, does it need a heartbeat? Does your faith need to be resurrected today where I need something from God today to stir me back up? I, I need a touch of heaven. 
I believe that's one of the reasons that we're, we're here to, to fast and to pray. And if you have questions on any of that, we have guidelines out here, I believe. If not, you can ask us questions. But you're going to have to do something this year. Don't, don't stay in a season of apathy. Don't, don't stay in a place of lukewarm. My, my heart is this, not only for me, but for this church. Or draw me a little closer. Pull me a little deeper than I've ever been before. Why don't you stand on your feet here with me? I said this a couple months ago. I said, boy, it sure got quiet in this Episcopalian church. And we had a person that wrote in on social media and say, I didn't know your church was Episcopalian. Well, that was a joke. And I don't say that out of dishonor for the Episcopalians. But as we start a new year here, just going to ask you to bow your head to the Lord just in reference to him and if I had to take inventory of my own heart not anybody else's but my own just me do I need to repent today for being like the Israelites that apathy has set in just become so apathetic I, I just I kind of just go through the motions do, do I need to repent today of, of disobedience see I, I believe this is a starting point again if you go back and you look at the story he said we don't walk in those promises until there's some circumcision there's some cutting away some cutting away of some things that may hurt. But the only way I walk in the promise in the, is, is I got to deal with my heart. So you may want to come down here and you may make, want to make a statement, not, not toward man, but toward God and say, you know what? I'm going to start this year and I'm going to get my heart in order. And I'm going to ask God to forgive me of apathy and disobedience. That I, I welcome that. But what would happen this morning when we get our hearts right? If we would take a challenge from the Lord and say, Father God, I, I'm, I'm going to fast and I'm going to pray unto you. I need my walls of Jericho to come down in 2023. I need a wall of a breakthrough. Anybody need a breakthrough? I need a wall of answered prayer. I need a, a wall of a job. I need a wall in this area or that area of my life to come down. And you may be in a situation right now where you say, no way impossible well that's what the Canaanites thought with their invincible wall 
But they begin to find out real quick. We serve a, a God who takes what's impossible and makes it possible. It's who we serve. I don't want to stay in the shallow wind, okay? You know what the shallow wind is? I can see my feet. I can touch bottom. Well, there's no risk to that. As long as I can stay in the shallow wind, but this is a year it's time to get in the deep end. Where I look and say, I'm in the deep end, Father God, and the only way I'm going to make it is through you. Let you close your eyes here before the Lord. Let's raise our hands here. Father God, we come to you as your children, as people of God. And Father God, we love you today. We exalt you today and we honor you today. And right here on January 1st of 2023, is there anybody in here today where you say, I, I need to make Jesus Lord of my life? Whether it's first time salvation or you need to rededicate. Remember the Lord Jesus said to Nicodemus in John 3, he said, you must be born again. You must be born. If that's you today, I don't want you to be embarrassed at all. But what a day you will never forget. 1-1 of 2023 that you gave your heart to Jesus. If that's you, just make your way down here. We want to pray with you. God wants to save you today. He wants to start your new year. Come on, I see you. Thank you. Thank you. That's you too. Come over here, Doc. Come over here. I'm not embarrassing. We're going to applaud you. Come on, come right here. Wow. Wow, this is better than watching the ball drop. I didn't watch that. I was asleep already, so that doesn't matter. Oof. Anybody else? What a day, huh? Well, I just ask you, right? Just, just put your hands right there like that before God. Say this from your heart. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I come to you as a sinner, broken, messed up. And I ask you on January 1st to forgive me of all my sin. I ask you to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And Jesus, into my heart and be Lord of my life. Grace me today. Be a man or the woman of God you've called me to be. Put all these broken pieces back together. And I ask today that salvation be rooted in my heart right into eternity. In Jesus' name. 
Amen. Come on, let's clap. What's a good day? have our team sing here but this is what I've really sensed all morning God's wanting to change our hearts He wants to circumcise our hearts this is not going to be an ordinary year okay and you, you saw some of the warnings it's, going to, it's just warnings from the Lord these things are going to take place they're happening and I can hang on to Jesus. So I don't know about you. I, I, I'm going to be down here. I, I'm welcome, God, that anything in my life that's not a God, I'm saying, cut that stuff off, Father God. Cut off the clutter. And so as they sing, I, I welcome you. Man, it may be you and it may be families. It may be different ones where we bind together and say, we're going to stand on your promises this year, Father God. Go ahead, God. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.